Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Magdalena Chichewska about how the new hybrid work model could lead to fundamental changes to the workplace as we know it. Magdalena Chichewska, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Hi, hello, how are you? Very good. I am so excited to have a chance to chat with you today. Um, for the listeners, you're in for a treat. Magdalena joins us all the way from Poland. Uh, so it, we're, we're in the morning here in Utah and it's evening there in Poland. Um, and we, we were having fun chatting before the interview as we were preparing and uh, you know, connecting a little bit. I, I've traveled to Poland five or six times. Um, and so we were just sharing a little bit about uh, those experiences. And I'm always thrilled when I can bring an international flavor to the podcast. So Magdalena, I'm excited to have you joining us today and to be discussing such an important topic. Uh, you have a lot of executive experience working in virtual workspaces and hybrid workspaces. So today we're going to be focusing on a new hybrid work model and how that might be uh, connected to a, a shift in the future of work, uh, which, you know, to me is, is a fascinating um, thing to think about. And, you know, I think about COVID and the impact of COVID on the nature of work and the move uh, of, of workspaces into the more virtual environment. Uh, the pros and cons of that. And so I think naturally it, it brings up uh, this question of how about a hybrid model and what could that look like and how would that work? So that's what we're going to be discussing today. As we get started, I just wanted to read Magdalena's bio for everyone. Magdalena Chyshevska has over 15 years of experience working for international advertising agencies, many that I'm not even sure I could pronounce all of their names correctly, and many SaaS companies. Although she has extensive expertise in integrating marketing, uh, she has dedicated her career to digital. Having worked in the tech industry for seven years, she has been building global marketing, product and growth strategies, optimizing sales funnels, and creating brand designs for expansion to new markets in Asia and America. She strongly believes that new technologies in the online environment carry a wealth of opportunity that will drive the future marketing course of action into the future. Um, and again, as we were discussing in the pre-interview, uh, even though you've been in the marketing world and in the marketing roles for years, you've really um, moved into executive roles and doing a lot of focus around people management and organizational leadership. So I think your insights from both the marketing standpoint, from the tech standpoint, the international standpoint, uh, and, and in, in your executive role will be very helpful 
today. Um, as we get started, anything else you would like to add by way of personal background or any sort of context for listeners to get to know you a little bit better? Uh, no, well, uh, you've done a pretty good introduction. Thank you so much and thanks for having me. Uh, what's funny actually about the bio, uh, when I was writing it um, several months ago, uh, before the pandemic, I didn't even realize how true uh, that last sentence about technology driving <laughs> the, the the relations would be in today's world. And, um, and it's actually quite... Uh, Quite a challenging time, but uh, but I'm uh, I'm keen to start, uh, you know, to share my my experience with how it's been so far, in terms of uh, people management, executive uh, uh, roles, and challenges that it brings us today. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so let's really dive on in uh, to this topic of a of a new hybrid model. Um, what do you mean by that? What what does a new hybrid model of work look like potentially? Uh, how can it be utilized and implemented? Uh, and then we can go from there. Yeah, I think um, we're we're at the moment we're redefining the model and the definition of hybrid work. Uh, before uh, before the pandemic and in previous years, uh, we could easily say that hybrid work would be just people connecting, um, you know, having that that, that balance, uh, spending some of their time doing home office and partially working from from the office. It was usually the choice. It usually was dictated by the nature of the business that someone was walking in or um, you know the nature of the department so a lot of IT specialists or IT developers would have that model because historically those would be the the, the people who were um, freelancing or working remotely due to some challenges in finding the right professional uh, and uh, and then in many um, other departments of, of the companies the hybrid model would be something that um, executives uh, or heads of departments uh, wouldn't approve of as uh, being perceived as inefficient and I must say um, that I myself was uh, mm, I wasn't that keen on hybrid model uh, I I would always imagine managing teams uh, um, from the office. I couldn't see myself being an effective leader or an effective manager um, running um, the, the team that's uh, completely remote. So when, um, when the, the, the March hit, uh, hit us all, um, it was a sudden shift and it was scary, I think, for many organizations, for many companies. Um, Click Meeting is an online meeting platform. So we did in the past use Click Meeting or our platform as a tool to connect uh, with people. We do marketing and we do sales around the globe. So it was kind of embedded in our nature to do the, the online uh, and the, the, the remote. But then suddenly when the entire organization had to shift, it, even for us, uh, even for a tech company that's, uh, that's very um, you know, open to change, it was a huge challenge because suddenly we had to change everything about the way that we manage uh, our teams, that we build the team relationships, that, that we check the effectiveness of uh, of the work that people do, and um, 
and I think that we were not alone looking at the um, the articles from the beginning of this year or from the first half of the year, um, it was very scary to read how the organizations are really finding themselves in a very difficult situation because their structures were not prepared to manage remote teams. And when the, um, the, the isolation or the lockdown started hitting different countries around the globe, um, the companies stopped having any choice but to adapt the new model. So, um, so I think it was a huge change. But now, as the eight months passed, uh, we see that the hybrid model, well, currently most companies use uh, fully remote model because it's not possible to, for many to go back to, um, to the office, but, but some companies adopted a model where uh, the employees are rotating when they're trying to kind of uh, change, um, interchange and, um, and take shifts uh, so they limit the risk of, um, of, uh, of transmitting the, the, the COVID and maintaining the business continuity because right now it's about that. We, we can't imagine um, uh, how, how uh, you know, um, how it could affect a company if all, all, the, comp all the employees at once contracted the, um, um, the coronavirus. So, um, so looking at the model, I think that the remote uh, um, that that the remote um, work model is is the the, the 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 one end of the spectrum, um, and then you have the stationary um, end, uh, which is obviously the right now we can call it the old school <laughs> way of working, and the new uh, hybrid model is something that we are still yet to explore because what we've noticed is that. Um, We've done the research. We've uh, we've surveyed over uh, over 500 um, professionals, and what we've noticed is that on one hand side, people are not necessarily technically in technical uh, respect prepared to work remotely. There's a lot of challenges, like you know, physical setup, you know, the, the ergonomy of their environment, uh, the right internet connection and the right software. Some people's nature, the nature of work doesn't simply allow them to work from home. So there's a lot, a lot of challenges that not only the leaders are facing um, in a way, but uh, people themselves, they have families, children at home. Uh, I think that uh, what's actually quite uh, quite interesting is that um, even at our uh, company at Click Meeting, I actually know uh, the kids of pretty much all of our employees right now, because at, uh, you know on any occasion there's always an unexpected visitor um, around the meeting, but there's certain procedures that we had to implement and include um, to help people manage that, to to support this a whole different uh, um, area that needs to be explored. Uh, the first thing that we did in our company, we did a survey. So the whole idea of doing a broader uh, a broader uh, research started with our own internal survey. When suddenly we learned that our employees love working remotely. So despite the fact that they don't have uh, the right internet connection at times or the kids are interrupting at times none of our employees want well almost 90 percent of our employees don't ever imagine going back to the office full-time 
And there were a lot of very surprising findings that, that we as a companies in the company internally had to face. And we had to shift our attitudes as leaders because me, myself, me as, a, as, a, as, a, as a leader, I had to go and go back and think, okay, my team doesn't want to go back to the office. What do I do? Uh, and there were another few findings that were very interesting. On one hand side, people find that they're being much more effective because there's less distractions. There's no, uh, you know, coffee moments, coffee breaks, breakfast, kitchen, uh, you know, the corridor gossip. So, so, so the way people are working is slightly different. And so, so there's less distraction. They're simply focused on what they do. So they're very much task oriented. But at the same time, people find it that they do miss relationships with other people, that they feel isolated, that there's a, a whole area that, um, that the employers and the companies didn't have to look at in the past. They didn't have to think about their employees' emotional well-being, for example. And that was one of the key challenges. And that's what we are currently trying to build, uh, uh, which is kind of trying to find the perfect way of maintaining the benefits of people staying at home, but at the same time trying to find the right, um, uh, the right environment for them so they can connect with others because, and that's where it started. So we did the whole research and, and we found that we're not the only ones facing the same issues. Uh, we learned that people, despite the fact that there's some technical issues and technical challenges, people love staying at home, love working at home, they find their work very effective, but at the same time, the biggest issue that they're facing with that, um, with that fully remote work system is, uh, is the fact that they miss other people. So, so I think that um, going in a very roundabout way, I'm, I'm heading into, into the, 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 the hybrid uh, work model. So I think that in, a, in the long run, what we need to do is take what we've learned from uh, the past eight months, from what the employees are telling us about the efficiencies of work, about being oriented on tasks, about some challenges, and about the isolation and try to bring best of both worlds into our management um, uh, systems in terms of um, you know creating new plans because despite the isolation uh, over half of our respondents don't ever imagine going back to the office and further um, and further 30 percent believe that uh, the hybrid model would be perfect for them. And only 16% would ever want to go back to the office full time. And we cannot ignore that. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? 
What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. I'm excited to share my insights with you. I, that's so fascinating. Uh, and in a moment, I, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about what the hybrid model is starting to look like for your organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things you touched on uh, towards the beginning of your comment was really this idea that there's probably a lot of different ways to do a hybrid model. Um, you, you mentioned the spectrum, right? And you have the the traditional face-to-face office environment, you have the virtual office environment, those are on two ends of the spectrum. And then really anything in between is going to be hybrid, right? And, and so then it's, it's really up to organizations to know your people, know their preferences, know what the demands of the business are in terms of business continuity and customer relationships and, and customer facing positions and such. Uh, and then finding somewhere along that spectrum that will maximize the benefits of the traditional workspace versus the virtual workspace. And, you know, hopefully the idea is that we hit it out of the park, that, that we mm-hmm. find that, that correct balance. Um, but ultimately each organization is probably going to have to find, you know, what that balance is for them. And largely that will depend on their people and their preferences. It struck me as, it was incredibly interesting that at your organization, 90, you said 90 plus percent said that they, um, don't see themselves ever coming back, right, to full, traditional full-time face-to-face work environment. And even in your study of 550 or so other executives, um, uh, it was about 50%, you said, correct? Well, um, um, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's that's incredible. And like you said, that that does tell us a very compelling story that we can't ignore. Now, that doesn't mean you know, that your business or some other business has to allow 90% of their people to, um, you never come back face to face just because that's their preference doesn't mean that's what you have to do, but you don't ignore it and you have to find something that will end up working, uh, for everyone, uh, both from the leader standpoint and the, the line worker, uh, standpoint. Absolutely. I think that, uh, as you mentioned, there's a full spectrum of, uh, uh, of uh, the hybrid model um, uh, possibilities. And um, um, I think that the one key aspect that in the past was playing a, a huge role in, in, you know, employing people. So the manager's preference is, has suddenly become um, not that significant uh, right now um, we were forced in a way to open up to what the employees are saying uh, and uh, we need to it's it's kind of like an entire mindset that has had to change we had and there's no going back like once we started checking how people are dealing with 
with the isolation, how people are dealing with, with the remote or hybrid models. And we've learned that they actually love it. And most of all, we've learned that those models are very effective because people are thinking, okay, I'm saving time. I'm uh, focusing more on work than rather than gossip, different motivations every person has. Um, what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking is that, um, that one, uh, one is, as I mentioned, the employee preferences that need to be considered right now with remodeling the, the business. Um, two, I think that a lot of companies have noticed that, um, it's actually, well, just from the business standpoint, um, moving to hybrid model or moving to fully remote model or um, any of those um, combined um, is bringing businesses a lot of advantages. So there were a lot of barriers. So for example, click meeting in the past when we were trying to convince businesses that, you know, going online, meeting your customers online, your team online is fine you can build relationships you can um, you can actually do that all you need to do is to take that shift in your thinking and in management of your team a slightly different approach to managing tasks managing workload once you take that step it's going to be great for you you're going to see a lot of advantages when you search for new employees you won't be limited geographically to one location. You will have much more choice. You'll be able to um, connect with many more customers and, and so on and so on. People, a lot of companies wouldn't believe us because it's, it's such a huge shift that they wouldn't be ready to take that risk. So when the pandemic hit, um, a lot of businesses just had to do it without thinking just to maintain continuity. And I think that, um, a lot of businesses and a lot of teams and a lot of leaders, they, they just realize that, uh, that there's more advantages than disadvantages of that model. So I currently for our company, currently in Poland, we're on lockdown. So um, basically our government said, okay, whoever can stay at home, stay at home. Don't go to the office. Don't, if you don't have to, don't go out if you have to. So we're very much, um, in a, in a in a in that huge lockdown periods, but it doesn't mean that we're not preparing ourselves for 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 let's say spring when we are all be able to go back to normal. But what we need to do as an organization and a lot of companies need to do the same thing is define the new normal. We need to see what would be the the sweet spot for that um, that balance and then the, the, the golden medium for that. Because um, what we did was, uh, I don't know, there's uh, hot desks, uh, booking systems that some companies are using. There's, uh, for us, instead of uh, clicking, you know, home office, people are choosing office if they want to go to the office. What we need to do, there's certain roles in each company that require physical presence. So um, there's some roles that would require people to go to the office or go to work physically and some roles that don't require that and how to kind of avoid that um how to connect those two worlds within one organization is a huge challenge and i think that um um a lot of hr teams and a lot of um hr departments that are um, you know advising the, the the executives or the leaders are um right now working on that but um 
but I think that there's no one answer. Just as you said, each company has to do the analysis and has to um, create their best tool set to enable that. So with the companies like ours, we shifted to online, well, we're using online task management systems. We're using time lock systems. We're using communicators. We're using click meeting pretty much every minute, every day. Uh, and uh, what we're doing as well, we're looking at, um, at different ways of um, team building and online team building is not that easy. <laughs> so, um, and so with the um, with the employees, we still see the big engagement of every single team member. But at the same time, uh, I think um, I used to say that as a leader, managing task is an easy, easy, easy one. Managing human emotions and managing the 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 the, the soft uh, the, the the soft skills and the aspect of communication is the biggest challenge. And right now, I think. There's a lot of research that shows that, you know, that the non-verbal cues that we send into each other, the, the, the whole aspect of uh, just building the presence. Um, we didn't realize how hugely that affects business relationships and work relationships. We thought, um, and we saw it as a natural thing. And right now we see that people, mm, and the companies are, and companies are like ours are focusing on creating and bringing more and more engagement because we see that that's the key aspect that's missing, and um, and it's actually quite common. It, it doesn't, and and those are, there's some commonalities. It doesn't matter whether you're manufacturing or uh, you know IT or travel or whatever whatever industry you're in. There's some commonalities in terms of, of what people are feeling and missing right now and one of them is that interaction one of them is building the relationships um talking to people having small talk um, and i think that with the hybrid model work model um the team connections would be the biggest issue not the task management or work management yeah, I completely agree. I, I think those um, relational elements have always been some of the the highest profile types of issues that leaders have to deal with, or at least good leaders. Uh, there, there are you know bad leaders who don't tend to focus on those sorts of things. They focus on the tasks. Um, inevitably, they end up burning through people. There's lots of turnover. Uh, but if you're looking for a sustainable team, a sustainable organization, you have to focus on those communication and relational elements. You have to focus on uh, empathy towards your people and and making sure that they feel supported and empowered. And and that's not easy. And it, it just takes a lot of consistent, concerted effort over a sustained period of time to be able to do that, to develop the trust and to, to develop um, the ability to to have that connection with your people. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I agree. I think that's the challenge of this virtual workspace. Um, I think hybrid models, whatever the balance, you know, that an organization decides on, the hybrid model can be utilized effectively so that you can still get the benefits of the face-to-face, -face, um, in-person relational development, team building, those sorts of things um, that can sustain you while you're in the virtual space. Um, 
So I, I think that's something we're going to continue to have to explore. Organizations are going to have to decide what's best for them. And we need a lot more research on it moving into the future. I think so. We're committed to, to providing that research. We are, uh, each month we're, uh, we're checking uh, different data. We're looking at what, what people are, are doing, how they're feeling about the change. Um, on one hand side, it helps our, our product uh, to, to, the, to, to be developed in the right way. But on the other hand side, it also um, shows us uh, the right solutions for us as an organization because I think that the one thing that I miss right now about the, the hybrid model, and I don't think we will ever go back to the fully uh, you know, traditional office model. Um, the one thing that we're missing right now is that um, that relationship, because it's very difficult to maintain. Uh, I don't know if you if you know that the turquoise organizations that are based on trust and leadership brought from from bottom up it's very hard to maintain that uh because the the the, the, the control systems that are now required um are kind of defying the, the whole purpose of having people uh you know bringing trust and having people do their thing and bring the um the initiative and take on the initiative and i think that the team's are struggling with uh, with that right now so the hybrid model will be will allow us to loosen down the the the, the, the control mechanism so people can gain back that the, the freedom to trust and and build relationships yeah yeah absolutely well magdalena it's been a real uh, pleasure talking with you today i really appreciate your insights sharing some of your research and helping us understand what your organization is doing to, to adjust to this new reality that we're in. And I think it's important for everyone listening and for every leader to think carefully about um, what the future of work will look like for your organization, uh, what that'll mean for your employees and how you leverage and maximize the potential of your people, even if that means shifting more permanently to a virtual environment or a hybrid environment. Um, and trying to maximize the benefits, the pros and cons, minimize the cons, maximize the pros of, of uh, the face-to-face -face versus the virtual environment. Um, before we close today, I just want to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can get connected with you, find out more about your company, um, or anything else like that that you would like to say in parting. Uh, absolutely, thank you. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Magdalena Tuszewska. Uh, obviously, um, go to clickmeeting.com to see uh, our platform. We're an online meetings and conferencing uh, platform that allows to, um, you know, th that allows to organize any kind of online event, and uh, from the smallest one one-on-one meetings to huge uh, virtual conferences. Excellent. Well, I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected with Magdalena, uh, find out more about what she and her company can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, 
Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.